Hello, I'm Vada. I'm Carlo. And you're listening to VCR. It's another weird one, folks. Yeah, I mean, this one is weird, but I gotta say, rather fascinating, I, I, I kind of think. So let me start off by asking you a question, as I always do, Carlo. Okay. Uh, the question is, we kind of we grew up in the same time period and all that good stuff around the same time period. A little, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a little bit older or younger, one of those. I, you're definitely a little bit younger. I, I am. I'm, right. I am the older fuddy duddy of the uh, <laughs> of the group. So the question is, what toys did you grow up with? <clears throat> that I get that I play with? Yeah. Did, when you were a kid, what what toys did you want to play with? Uh, let's see. I remember fondly. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the original cartoon, the original, the first time it was animated, so way back when, uh, with the I think the guy was I think Yakko Warner was in it. Way, um, way back when the whole like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the whole uh, mutants in a half shell, mm-hmm. the Powabunga, God damn it, we'll kill you for pizza, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember loving Donatello; he was my favorite. Uh, I even played him in the old um, arc- like four-player arcade cabinet. Mm-hmm. I would always want to play uh, Donatello, um, even though he was fucking slow as hell. <laughs> Slowest goddamn turtle. Um, and he's the, the dork. He's the, the you know, I like machines. And everyone's like, we, we like pizza. We all agree pizza is our thing. Okay, but robots are cool. Um, I remember, and I couldn't get them because I was allowed, I had one Ninja Turtle. So I couldn't get another Ninja Turtle. My, my parents were like very much like, you have one. You have one. You have one. There, uh, there's your one. Yeah. Uh, my brother liked. Uh, we, well, that's a different conversation. He like he got all like all the toys he wanted. He always did. He got a bunch of toys. I had a turtle. I was like you don't need all the different turtles. They're the exact same thing. I'm like no, Raphael is rude and Leonardo's the leader and Michelangelo's. I he's, he's bless that boy. He's 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 got a good heart. Yeah. He, <laughs> Dumb yeah. shit. And, as, and as we, cool one. As we say in Texas, God bless your heart. <laughs> And but I, I want all of them. I never got them. I got Raphael, which was has always been my least favorite turtle. Because like, if we don't work together, we're not gonna win. He'd be like, "Yeah, well, fuck you." What? But what, Raph? Why? We're brothers. We have to save our father. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Why are you angry? Because I have I have these like little pointy sticks, and I can't stab anybody. I'm mad about it. <laughs> Can we give you some pizza? No, I fucking pizza. Then he like throws a pizza on the floor. We're like, why didn't you want us to have it? Because fuck you. That's his entire fucking. Mm-hmm. That's his whole arc. Fuck Raphael. <laughs> like, fucking hate Raphael. But that was the one I got. I got a Raphael. I hated it. I remember an, uh, my ele- an elementary school teacher because I had it at school. Mm-hmm. Took it from my someone else. Uh, someone at the table was playing with their little. Um, they had Donatello with uh, a trench coat and a fedora because he was like, I, I'm gonna hide. So he has a little face you can put on him so he looks like a human. This is really fancy Ninja Turtle that I could never get, but it's the one I wanted because it's not only Don, it's Donatello dressed like Humphrey Bogart. Of course I want that fucking turtle. <laughs> um, and she saw him playing with it instead of paying attention in class. She's like, all right, everyone, get your favorite. To- like, if you- everyone take your toy out. Like, I got mine out of my bag because I wasn't playing with it. That's for recess. So I'm a good boy. And then she, like, takes up all the turtles, just the turtles. Oh, wow. Me and, like, three other guys. Um, and then, and we got, like, at the end of class, I went and said, like, can I have my turtle back? That's my only fucking turtle. I want my turtle back. Like you can get it at the end of the week. Went back at the end of the week. Can I have it? it I did not get it back because I had to go back and ask every Friday, every week until the end of the year. And I went over there and like, can I please have that back? Like I was, I was good. It, I never deserved this. This is bullshit from the beginning. But I was a good boy because I was too young to punch a woman. Can I please have my turtle back? It's like fine. It's in the cabinet. Get it. And my little like little um, Raphael. I had like tried to color in the like got a marker tried to change his hat, face so he would look like donatello because i wanted donatello i tried to i get him a like, little uh weapons because i hate the stupid size because he doesn't use them properly so i don't like him he always stabs things and size are not sharp and that bothered me so <laughs> i like i would get, i got him a different weapon so he had like a hockey stick and little toys and like he had boomerangs that i made from like um uh, bottle tops it was like i did everything i could to make him more interesting and i saw him standing there with all those like little garbage toys that i had made for him because i didn't have good toys and I saw the Donatello in a trench coat, fedora with a little briefcase. Hmm. And she's like, yeah, which, tur- which turtle is yours? This one. And I picked up the Donatello and I went the fuck home. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Had that bitch for years. 
He went on uh, adventures. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I have to say the one that I gravitated towards the most with growing up, and I had a lot of different ones, but uh, were the Transformers. I had all kinds cool. of different Transformers. Um, did you have a favorite Transformer? That's important. You know what? I did. I kind of had a, uh, my favorite was Soundwave who was Decepticon, yeah, and was the cassette recorder and everything. So Soundways was my favorite of the Transformers and was my favorite toy. And I think I still have that up in my attic. (laughs) I actually still have a couple of my Transformers up in the the attic. Um, Did did he have a cassette tape? He came with a cassette. Yeah, it was Ravage was the dog and Laserbeak, of course, was the bird. And I had them both, but then I lost Ravage and Laserbeak in a uh, in a bet that I made on the playground. <laughs> oh, fuck! And I lost it to this other um, this other punk kid who <laughs> fucking totally cheated me out of my Transformer. There, bastard! Oh shit! Uh, we'll find, we gotta find him. Yeah, we do. We do. I remember his name was Jason. Don't remember his last name. No, I'm gonna say, find you. Name. I'm gonna find you, and I'm gonna get my laser beak back because that He's was like stolen. <laughs> Sure. You've been um, held down while someone beats you and yells, give it back? Yes. <laughs> now you know why. Uh, but that was one of my favorites. But I do remember, now you don't have any sisters, but I have two younger sisters. I remember the big toys that they played with back then was, of course, the ever-famous Barbie. Was yeah, sure. Something that they always had. And then... The one that kind of sparks our topic off today. Yep. My Little Pony. My Little Pony. My Little <laughs> Pony. So they had this My Little Pony doll that was just, to me as a boy, just the weirdest looking toy. But because it yeah, wasn't. It doesn't a, look like a horse. It really doesn't look like a horse. It, it looks like this, like obese maybe it was an obese horse i don't know but it just looked like a no. horse that was just overfed and like wow well let's take yeah. this out of the pasture and shoot horses it. are hard to draw they are famously it is a difficult creature to draw no yeah, i'm sure it is but this was just a fat pony and yeah. uh, it's easy to make a blob with kind of a snout and then yeah. like a lot of hair to hide the like you don't is, is there a hump no, god i i fucked this up let's put some hair on that yeah but, yeah <laughs> lots of hair you know what? let's slap something on its ass which is kind of interesting because the ass thing really made it popular uh which i did not know depending on who you asked in the, the ass when they originally made uh yeah okay so the ass thing let's jump into the ass uh, <laughs> how do you work that into every episode go on my, i know right uh so my little pony on its butt or its ass or its rump Flank. has a design. They have designs like Applejack has apples. That's right. That's Firefly right. has lightning bolts. Uh, Minty, I think, was the first green one, had uh, shamrocks on its ass. Doctor Who has a, a, a timepiece. Yeah. So these <laughs> things had <laughs> these things had these little stamps on its butt. So it's a pony with stamp on its butt that didn't have realistic colors to it. But this is all what fed into its massive success back in the eighties. Now I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know this. Um, the when those little stamps were specifically called by the creator a rump design. So it okay. was a rump design. It later becomes uh, called something else in the um, twenty ten kind of uh, yeah. and, and the latest body. incarnation. Yeah, it, it's, it's called, a cutie mark. It's a cutie mark. Yeah. But originally, it was called a rump design, which I was like, all right, interesting. And then now it's called well, the cutie mark. I think, I think that's, that alone is really telling of the, the thinking behind the, the, the brand. Initially, it is a brand for toys. It doesn't matter. Just move, move plastic. And that was the goal. <laughs> so what is it called? Uh, a, a rump mark right? yeah it's a it's an ass mark it's a we'll yeah, call it's it an ass yeah. mark because it doesn't matter what like the kids will call it something it doesn't matter it doesn't have to have an explanation it just has to be a reason for you someone to say like i that's my pony that's the one i want because it's got uh a, a 13 with little wings on it on it mm-hmm. she's a drinking pony so that's mine that's my pony yeah that was the only purpose of it and then there has to be a reason and there has to be like a it has to do something it has to be a, a some sort of story element so in the most recent incarnation becomes the cutie mark. 
clearly a call to the old-fashioned uh, beauty mark, uh, a practice of adding a fake mole somewhere, especially like gorgeous women, and they would make a point. Yeah. So, so originally it was the rump mark, and it's clearly the advertiser saying, we don't care what it does or why it's there. The reason it's there is for a little girl to see, oh, I want the four-leaf clover. That's my one. That's my pony. Mm-hmm. Because we don't, the characters aren't going to be any different. They're not going to have any personality. They don't have a story arc. No, They're they don't. Plastic. And the newest incarnation with the My Little Pony Friendship is Magic incarnation. That's the first thing they did away with was that thinking. They want it to be a story. They want to have uh, personal, personal, uh, personal uh, personas and character and, uh, and an arc. And there's, uh, so everything has to have some kind of connective tissue. So the cutie mark becomes this, like almost their puberty, like that's when they become an adult because they become, they, they fall in line with who am I? What do I want out of life? And, and what does that mean? discovering that is how they earn their cutie marks so now it's a story yeah. element and the word cutie mark clearly comes from the beauty mark this mm-hmm. kind of kind of old-fashioned uh practice of adding like a purposely adding a very photogenic blemish mm-hmm. like mary monroe's had uh her with, beauty like, mark with a little mole on her she face. Has a little like a little mole that like he's like oh is that cancerous that's nah, fine but for some reason that kind of offsets things and makes everyone beautiful um and they were they were very fashionable especially in that uh uh 50 years ago they still kind of exist now mm-hmm. with um i think like the evolution of that for women now is like the unibrow like women are like i want to specifically have like really intense eyebrows sort of in a way of like yeah because people think that's ugly and i've made everything perfect mm-hmm. here's a very glaring not mistake but a glaring thing that doesn't fit the normal the well, very established order of pretty so now that's like jarring and that's more vivacious and dynamic and i think that's the same idea and they, but they made it, you know, for kids. And it, but it, it's more empowering than so that boys will think you're pretty. It's because it's who you are. That's your cutie mark. Yeah, I kind of think that's more eyelashes now. Like I, I get the eyebrow thing, but yeah, like people though those huge horse eyelashes that girls put on them now. It's like, what yeah. the hell that you yeah. know? But that's just me. But yeah, yeah. you have the the cutie mark or what the rump um, the rump design originally. Yeah. And I gotta say, this My Little Ponies is just a powerhouse. Let me give you an example of what a powerhouse this thing is. So, as of, yeah. and I'm getting this from Cat Attack. Cat Attack. Sorry, no problem. <laughs> Go on. Okay, so as of October 2019, the brand My Little Ponies grossed over. 650 million in retail sales yeah right and um shit works (laughs) yeah it really does and as of 2014 1 billion annually yeah in 20 uh, wow take that That, gi joe that we'll see that you you laugh but actually this is something interesting about the whole uh how gi joe does kind of play a part in this um and let me just give you a little brief history really quick so originally and, and this is also something interesting so the original creator of my little ponies is right now accredited to bonnie Zachary. I, I'm probably mispronouncing her last name, but a Bonnie Zachary. Now So sure. I think that's an L. Uh not sure. I don't no. know. But anyway, so Bonnie is the original creator of My Little Ponies. However, there are two other people out there who also claim uh creatorship of the ponies. And mm. one of them is the president and CEO of Hasbro, who was at, at the time, not anymore. Now the way G.I. Joe plays into this is G.I. Joe had been out for a while at this point in the 80s, and they've already mm. kind of done rebranding. It went from the big G.I. Joe dolls to the small little yeah, action, the action figures, figures yeah. and all this other stuff. So the issue is G.I. Joe isn't moving anymore, and G.I. Joe was Hasbro's mm. biggest seller yeah. at the time. So they needed to come out with a better product to kind of offset the losses that they're making from G.I. Joe. Mm-hmm. And what they come up with or what the the president at the time came up with was a uh, girl's toy that was called My Pretty Pony. 
Now, yeah. my pretty pony was this huge, massive pony that was this really hard plastic. And the only thing you could do with it is maybe like brush its hair. And it had this one little feature where if you press its nose, its, its ears would kind of like turn side to side type of thing. But okay. my pretty pony didn't do a whole lot. But if you look at my pretty pony, it is pretty much the physical basis of it's the my little yeah it is the first so that he gives claim that he is the father of my little pony based on his creation uh, so, and bonnie Green being pony. the mom actually uh nurtured it and gave it and tried to give it some kind of a life he's like yeah i here is a failed design yeah fix it sell it <laughs> and then call me the father <laughs> right but see now if you ask her bonnie according to the documentary i watch yeah. she claims that she's the creator of my little pony which yeah. whomever it kind of seems like bonnie is getting the credit for this which it if you ask me rightfully show she really did kind of take it to formula yeah. and then ended up uh launching this massive massive uh, juggernaut of a toy and it beat out their other toy that they thought they weren't exactly sure what was going to happen with the my little pony thing and they didn't have a whole lot of faith in it because it was just a pony right yeah. it was these pastel ponies with these little butt marks and yeah. <laughs> you could comb its hair and but the it was smaller than the than the pretty pony and it was softer a softer plastic uh than the pretty pony and what ends up happening is they were putting Hasbro was putting most of its stock into another toy that they were launching called Charmkins. Charm kiss? Charmkins. Kins. And oh. what Charmkins were, yeah, it was a it was a it didn't last long. I remember the toy because my sister had one. But Charmkins were these teeny tiny little plastic figures that basically look like the little figures you could get out of a gumball machine type of thing but okay. you could they had a little loop on their head and you can hang them on necklaces and bracelets like charmkins also came with like charmkins bracelets charmkins necklaces because oh, they were charmkins they were a jewelry toy okay yeah and a charmkins watch that you could put a little charmkin on there and it rotates and all this crap so um my mom has that it's made out of sterling silver like from pandora and she pays like hundreds of dollars for the same fucking thing <laughs> like she, this okay. one's she like has a wrist on her wrist she's like this one's a rose it costs me like 200 bucks this one's a, a fuzzy dice because she likes vegas i never really mm -hmm. understood that one uh she's got a moon for my brother she's got like a, like a bunch of them like i'm not buying you that right exactly <laughs> i'm gonna get you books <laughs> but this was plastic and this was basically oh. just a uh a, a toy a charm toy is basically what it yeah. was and what ends up happening is they launched that they were putting most of their money on the charmkins line my Little Ponies comes on the scene and it is just the biggest thing. All the girls want this toy. It is the latest, greatest, and it lasts for a very long time. Apparently the demand was so big. This is where they have to start getting really creative and coming out with all kinds of different My Little Ponies. Yeah, so they just have one and done. Huh? Yeah. They, they just had... have one and done. You have many ponies. You have to buy all of it. Oh God. Yeah. Then they start coming out with different... Uh, variations of the ponies such as you know unicorn pony uh the sea ponies then you also have uh, i didn't even know that they had this the my little brother ponies was a thing you oh. know I, I guess it was short-lived but yeah, yeah it was uh my little brother ponies and then they start coming out with you have a little brother do you want to make him play with ponies with you right you exactly girls here's a little boy yes here you go here's a little boy for you to play with and then they start coming out with all this other stuff but their issue was even though they were fire mm -hmm. they still had not really created a storyline yeah for the ponies and that's where in 1984 we get our first little my little pony movie uh slash story that apparently was super dark <laughs> it was it was kind of scary according to uh women who remember when it came out or yeah. had seen it uh but it, it was created by the same guys of course who created gi joe and transformers and yeah. all this other stuff like guys who really put this super dark spin on it 
And I was like, oh, probably not the best way to go mm-hmm. with ponies. Well, part of the reason <laughs> it's so dark, and, and this is also true of the um, of the Transformers movie. Oh, yeah. Was that the point of the movie dark. was to get, to is as always, you need to buy the new thing. Mm-hmm. So spoilers for the Transformers movie, because I've... I've I've seen clips of the um, of the I don't remember like the Great Ooze or something I, I I don't remember what it was called but I've seen clips of the My Little Pony movie because of my friend Crystal who grew up with it loved it uh, or at least loved she loved how dark this was but essentially they have to get rid of characters permanently yeah or uh, for Transformers movies which I have seen several characters just get fucking murked oh yeah like, like the a guy that turns into I think an ambulance um, the like one female coded one. Uh, uh, Transformer, like they just get shot in the chest and they die. They're not like, oh, they powered down. Someday we'll turn them back on. Mm-hmm. Nope, shot in the chest and they die. Yeah. Like they're executed on a ship. <laughs> like, like get on your knees. Mm-hmm. And Megatron fucking shoots them, like murders them. And this happens to a bunch of characters throughout of it because they need you to buy the new ones. Optimus Prime, spoilers again, dies, and he gives, uh, I think, uh, yeah, Hot Rod becomes the new uh the, uh, the new prime the new messiah for, yeah. for, for transformers and becomes rodimus prime mm-hmm. and it's because you have to, well, okay we're keeping hot rod because he's selling really well so we need to make a second hot rod rodimus prime which you now have to buy mm-hmm. for the who want for the for the girl version they had him get hit with this ooze that makes them grumpy mm-hmm. it makes them mean and no fun and not nice so the other ponies leave them forever hmm just leave them like no you're like there's nothing if it gets on you you're a mean person forever so we don't want to play with you anymore <laughs> so they leave them in the goo because they no that's... longer they're dead to us they're mean <laughs> wow see i've never i've never seen the original ones i knew that they came out um but of course they were back then that was meant to hey we got to push this toy exactly like what you're saying you know it was meant to push the toy so they create these couple of movies to push the the pony stuff but they don't really have that that storyline yet and that storyline takes a long time to develop like we don't see a true story uh for the my little ponies until 2010 Mm-hmm. and in early on like when they and they came out in the 80s so you're talking about uh, a line that just exploded on its own went from 19 it came out in 1980s it stopped production for a little bit in 1994 mm-hmm. then they try to revive it in 99 and that one wasn't successful as as they wanted it to be yeah. um they they went from these uh cute chubby little ponies to this anorexic looking pony <laughs> and uh then in 2010 the the cartoonist who you're a big fan of who was yeah, involved quite, quite yeah who was involved with um with the powerpuff girls uh false takes over lauren faust takes over yeah lauren faust takes over it and she creates this really really amazing story and this really amazing world and this great mm. artwork that causes a massive explosion yeah it causes a massive explosion you have the rebirth of the ponies but not just that you now have something that no one ever probably would have thought or said hey i see that coming um yeah this was just like totally getting hit by a bus here you create a group of people that are called bronies I mean, and, which is which is an offshoot of like everything else that happened mm-hmm. and it is best case scenario a little off-putting but fine we're and in the worst case scenario literal fucking nazis <laughs> it's, it's it's the weirdest thing like um so bronies for you guys who are not familiar with the term bronies it, this is basically a guy a male who loves enjoys and collects my little ponies yeah and they're my called little pony, friendship is magic specifically yes they they are called bronies yeah. and apparently they, they weren't called this was this was a uh, this was nomenclature created by the fan base mm-hmm. um early on when the fan base was less 
when that version of the fan base was not uh, as divisive, divided as it is now. But because um, it, like, it was just normal. Oh, a fan of My Little Pony. So presumed girl. It's a girl, right? Yeah, naturally. You but there was people like, no, a girl. I always yeah. like it too. And we, and there's a, I think this is the insidiousness of people who don't understand how satire works. Um, a lot of people who obsess over something because they love it, they want it, they want to be a part of it, they obsess over it. But if they don't think they will be accepted in joining it, they obsess over it in a way that's negative. Um, just like you're always going to have way more Republican uh, senators who are like, gay people don't deserve rights. And then like, well, didn't you pay this, like, you paid a man to have sex with you. Well, that's that's because well, who wouldn't want a beautiful man to be on them and touch them and make them feel safe? But it's bad when a gay person does it. It's okay when I do it though. Like that's the Republican like consensus. But so much of that is the reason you're always going to find that over there is if you're like, no, gay people are people. They deserve rights and shit. Why, why not? And then like, no, you're not going to care if anyone thinks you like a guy. Like, oh, I I do. I don't. It's kind of one. You know, six of one, half of a dozen the other. Doesn't matter. Because it doesn't bother you, but if you obsess over it, that's the that's the problem. People obsess over it. Uh, so there are those who are like, no, it's not fair that people are assuming that I only girls like this show. I like it. I'm a boy. Wait, people might not accept me for that. I'm going to be a jerk about it. There's a special term for us. And you know what? It's really for bronies. We're the real fans because we like it even though we're boys. Um, so there's a lot of like, oh, let me... Uh, let me add something terrible to it to make it okay that I like it. Because the first bronies appeared on 4chan, mm -hmm. which is a chat board that is mostly the weirdest porn and really shitty jokes. Um, and the need to like, it's okay for me. I'm, I'm only being a racist or a monster or a cruel or petty or childish or shitty in some level, but I'm doing it as a joke. So you can't say, that I'm bad because if you say that I'm bad, then you're a meanie because you're censoring me. Like that that framework is died in the wool is what 4chan is. So they would want to obsess and just say, I want to I want to play with the ponies. That's all they wanted. So someone's like, I want to play the ponies because I can have sex with it, because they're girls. Or I'm gonna play with the ponies because I'm a Nazi. And that I'm means sorry. and you that's literally what it is. This is literally what they do. Oh god. There is I far too much porn <laughs> of the ponies and not the ponies if they were girls which comes up later eventually oh, God. it's never going to be as much as people are like no that cartoon uh, horse i want to have sex with that cartoon horse specifically um so much so that wow. th this is infected weird places there is a uh there's like a, a a sex shop that specializes in fantasy pieces so it's like, oh, well, I have uh, this, this person's fetish. is like, oh, I want to be ravaged by a werewolf, but in a sexy way. Cool. Here's a wolf dick that he can use. Okay. Uh, what if it was a dragon? It's actually called Bad Dragon. It's a great shop. Yeah, here, dragon dick. You want a dragon dick? Sure. Well, I want, what if I want to fuck a, um, a female humanoid lizard, like in Star Trek? We made that. Really? Whatever you can come up with. Like fantasy, wow. I want like... I, what, what if it's a demon with like a pronged dick? We have that. Don't lizards have pronged dicks? We have that. Oh, God. Everything. And then they had they had to. They were forced, demanded by the market that were like, why don't you have this? How dare you hate us? And they released a line of horse pussies. Okay. <laughs> they already had horse dick. That already existed. Before everyone gets insulted and gross, how men are monsters, horse dick existed 15 years earlier. Shut up. Yes. That's, I'm gonna... that's also gross. <laughs> Don't act like it's different. Well, first Except off... Except these are color-coded to match the characters in the cartoon. First off, if they want to sponsor us, please reach out and call. And... <laughs> yeah, I will take it. Bad Dragon, just, hook me up. Just uh, I have evangelized for you for years. Just uh, go ahead and email us at thevcrshow at gmail.com. But I'm now going to get us back on track. Because that, that I was like, and here I am watching the train come off the tracks. I'm like, I'm just going to watch where this goes. <laughs> and look at the flames and the passengers <laughs> running out screaming. Right. But to, uh, to the yeah, point of it, so. that, that need to like mm -hmm. make something that instead of just liking something mm -hmm. unabashedly, they have to like it in a satirical way. 
Yeah, and that's, that was in, in the documentary I was watching. And if for our listeners, I do recommend this documentary. It's actually, it's on Netflix. Uh, we're not sponsored by Netflix. I'm just telling you it's on Netflix. Um, but it is a show. It's a Netflix original called The Toys That Made Us. And one of the episodes deals with My Little Ponies where they interview the cartoon creator, uh, Lauren Faust, and basically, her, one of her biggest fears was that with the relaunching or the launching of the story in the cartoon, that it was going to basically be bashed, that guys, specifically guys, were going to watch it to hate it because it's four girls. Yeah, 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 to bash her. And yeah. what ends up happening is that the guys actually did watch it for that intent but they ended up liking it they liked the storyline behind it now i have never seen the new version of or this cartoon version of my little ponies but i know a lot of guys who have and they say that they really enjoy the storyline and and the weird thing is i can ask them so what's the storyline and they couldn't tell me what the hell the storyline is but really? uh, you know that's not I was like that doesn't sound like you're really into it then. But nonetheless, it is a big, <laughs> whether they know the storyline or not, it mm -hmm. is a really big so really like it. draw uh, for A, Hasbro, and B, for Miss False there, who is this creator and an amazing creator of this animated series that has just caught fire. And it was, and it caught fire because of what happens in the 80s this little plastic horsey toy comes out there and people lose their mind over it it's kind of like <laughs> and this isn't our first time really talking about something like this because we talked about funko pops and how funko pops have become a cultural phenomena uh, but you gotta think we even went back further when beanie babies came out and people lost their ever loving minds over this shit like yeah. oh my god beanie babies is a narwhal that's it's a beanie and you gotta love it and pet it and you put it have on you the seen show. the picture of the the divorce court here the divorce yes. hearing yes where there's just a big pile of beanie that babies that having to go thing. back and forth i i remember when that came out that that was a real thing where a husband and wife were literally Div they had a pile of Beanie Babies and yeah. were dividing their as Beanie big as they collection. were. It's a huge pile. Yeah, and they're just going. I'll take this one. Well, fine. Then I'm taking Mr. Beaverton. Mm -hmm. Oh, you bitch. Yes. You take do. the children, but don't you take You're Mr. Beaverton. Have the kids, yeah. but don't you dare take Mr. Beaverton or whatever the fuck <laughs> it was. But yeah, I mean, it just people lost their mind over it, and it's kind of like um, now. Not, well, I mean, there's a lot of things people are losing their mind over now. But yeah. My Little Ponies was is definitely kind of one of them and because they've lost their mind uh so much over it it actually kind of did something interesting it sparked another cartoon and yeah. this is something that you're a little bit more familiar with than than, than me because you go yeah, to because i actually cartoons. did watch i watched i watched this this cartoon <laughs> as as martini like attack yeah but she's trying to eat my face while i'm saying this but i i watched i watched um I watched My Little Pony and My Friend is Magic. Some of it. I, have, I didn't watch all of it. I'm not a super fan. I did enjoy it. It is the story of a girl. Basically, like, it is the young witch learns about the world. She has been in a tower her whole life. And her teacher is like, you need to go make friends because friendship is magic. That's literally our thing. That's functionally their faith. So she has to go make friends. Uh, each one representative of a, like, kind of magical totem of what friendship can be. And therefore, how magic works. So she's like, that's how you level up. That's how you become like a more powerful magician is that you're getting friends and that's how you gain access to magic. That's the story of the show, her growing up. She, it's like the wonder years. Dear Princess Celestia, every episode is, this is what I learned today. My friends are important to me. And she learns that a lot. Yeah, I, I don't so know it's if not you that noticed. Fucking... I was kind of throwing up in my mouth there a little bit. Yeah. But... <laughs> oh, you, you know friendship is magic. Shut up. <laughs> But first off, the, who are you? Because you clearly don't know me. <laughs> what have you done with Carlo? <laughs> see, but they, see, if it turns out I was a doppelganger, you'd go on an adventure to save me because Fred is <laughs> fucking magic. Anyways, 
Anyways, um, your cat thinks your face is magic right now. If our audience could see this, Martini is jumping just like face. launching itself into this man's face. And I was like, that. I have my hand up in case you try. That goes for the eyes. I was like, it's watching Carlo defend himself in a boxing <laughs> match over here. While explaining my friend, like how, uh, how, uh, how friendship is magic. How friendship is so magical. I am going to fuck you up so bad. <laughs> But I, I, it was the logical progression because they, she, uh, Lauren Faust put so much into making them individuals and having personality and having people didn't like the little girls watching the show didn't say, oh, my favorite one is that one because she has, she has balloons on her butt. That's why we're, she's like, no, she loves parties. She likes practical jokes. She will do anything to make her friends uh, uh, happy. She's constantly telling those dumb little jokes and she loves to, she loves baking and sweet things. Uh, she doesn't like vegetables and uh, she has a very complicated Excuse me. She has a very complicated relationship with her super religious intoler and intolerant family that do not care for her lifestyle. Which is balloon. Nothing I said is exaggerated. <laughs> that is exactly the character of Pinkie Pie on the show. She's a bright pink. She's got big, poofy, uh, curly pink hair. She doesn't run or walk. She only prances. She only has little hops everywhere. She throws parties, and like, and that's why she has balloons on her butt. And she comes from a family of this, of like, that live on a, a completely gray farm where they grow like sticks or something. And they're like, um, American Gothic parent, like the, you know, the picture of the American Gothic of like the, yeah. you know, the old couple, very stern, no smiling here. That's them. And they're both gray. And when she goes to see them, her hair goes flat. She turns gray and she walks. And it's this really upsetting thing. Like, oh my God, you're in the closet. And those are your fucking intol religious and intolerant parents. Holy shit, that's who this character is. It's really easy for a lot of little girls uh, that grow up and are going to be at all interesting see that and they identify with her. Not because I like balloons too, but I still love my parents. They don't accept who I am. That's a huge difference. So with, with that much information, there was one of the goddamn ponies says that that's some of her story. It makes sense for the next step. Like, well, if they're going to have this much personality and this much of like a humanity... What if they were high school girls? <laughs> what if they were humans? Well, first off, I want to deal with the fact, so they're Mormons? <laughs> and you can email all your religious death threats to me at the VCR show. That's how you email that nice I didn't specify. <laughs> uh, it's also, you know, I'm the, I'm the liberal one because as I didn't specify. Yes. Yeah, so they're all bad. <laughs> I just, I love taking stabs where I can. <laughs> But swing, swing on them, it's fine. Yeah, it's like, hey, you can't take the punch. You, know? <laughs> you shouldn't be. No, in the they're ring. Christians. They're supposed yeah. to like turn the other cheek and 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 like pray for me. Well, well you you don't get to get mad. You, you that's the one thing you're not allowed to do is get mad at me, right? I mean, you turn <laughs> cheeks in boxing. I mean, <laughs> but the, but you but you are right. Now later on, this call. Now that's an interesting storyline because here's the thing. Um, Later on, this causes something, what I think is even more interesting is the fan art that comes in about the My Little Ponies. So they start designing the My Little Ponies as people. Fans start doing their own fan art of mm -hmm. the ponies if they looked like people. So basically, if they look yeah. like women or girls, I'm not sure what their age range is, but like Applejack as a, as a human or a humanoid, whatever you want yeah. to call it, or Almost universally, they are white women, white skinny women. But <laughs> yeah, I mean that that type of thing. Or or I don't know what all of the characters' names are. So you know, but they draw them as. I don't think I could pull off that people. quiz right now. I don't think I don't. I, I, I could do all the names. I'm just gonna make up names. So I'm uh, not a brony. I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. Neither am I. So uh, <laughs> the character of Bunny Farts as a person <laughs> and uh, then then you have all this interesting stuff but weird? the fan art was so powerful apparently mm -hmm. that they turned it into a cartoon show and yep. i was like oh wow that's that's because you you don't really see that a whole lot where the no. artwork itself is just so powerful and so involved that they're like you know what this needs to be its own series and mm -hmm. so then they have a spin-off of my little ponies which is called the equestrian girls yeah and which, which is i mean you do see you're seeing that more and more in that creators 
are looking to the audience, engaging with the audience and the fandom and go and, and not look like, I don't know what to do. What should I do next? It's not that, but it's like, what get like seeing what gets their, their fan and audience excited makes them excited about the material too. So they have, they suffer less burnout. This, there's less of this like um, need to shake things up to change it. Cause I've been working on for two years and I, I'm tired of looking at these goddamn ponies. Yeah. Instead of just like letting the show go to shit or no longer care, mm -hmm. they get it reinvigorated and go like, what? Look at all this fan art of them as in in a in, in, uh, in, in, as a humanoid. You know what? That's actually really cool. What would I what would I do with that? I know. And it kind of begat this. And, and Lauren Faust famously also did this with a uh, a video game. People want to do a uh, they the fan art begat a fighting game where you would play as the different ponies from the show and you would just beat the shit out of each other. And Hasbro said, "You're all going to fucking jail." <laughs> Yeah, because that somebody was not okay with that. with that. Hasbro still owns My Little Ponies, so yep. you can't you can't fuck with it, you no. know. And they reached the the creators of the fighting game reached out to Lauren Foss and said, like, this is because we love what you did, and this is another love we we love fighting games, and we uh, and we love the the these ponies. We would love to, for that to be a game. Can you give your blessing? And she's like, super cannot do that. <laughs> not because she's like, fuck you guys for messing with my art. It was just like, no, I, I completely get that. Like putting two flavors together to see if it works. She gets that. She's a nerd herself, uh, but she doesn't own it. She can't tell them what they can do with it, but what she can do. And in fact, fucking did was she created a bunch of character designs for completely new ponies and cows and goats, all these different hooved creatures. Uh, and it's like, here, you can use, you can use my, my, uh, my art design to go and make um i already forgot the name of the game but it was like uh oh oh them's yeah. fighting herds them fighting herds that's kind of cool available i'm pretty sure it's available on steam it was created by hum humble Bun uh, bundle and not only did lauren faust do all the character design work for the game or not all of it but did a lot of some of the characters design for the game she even like called up her friend and she's like hey tara strong voice of twilight sparkle like one of the, the main character and a I, and a drop dead gorgeous uh voice actor with a huge career that is way too fucking big to be in this cartoon in this video game not the cartoon jesus great in the cartoon but to be in this little like uh fan game and like hey tara you should be in this game for them and she did so they got the main character from the cartoon the actress or the main character to actually appear in their game beating this shit out of cows and shit <laughs> awesome because of that engagement and that like she genuinely no, loves it, 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 her good it, fans. it truly is amazing because you don't there's not a whole lot of cartoons out there that kind of get this type of spin-off thing i mean some of the very few i can think of is probably like looney tunes you know um you get to go everywhere yeah looney yeah. tunes kind of like you have the original looney tunes and then of course they get revamped throughout the ages but then you have their spin-off of the um like their teaching school and you have like buster bunny and uh oh, the, the tiny tune adventures I yeah you have tune. the tiny yeah. tune adventures which is a spin-off of looney tunes and that just kind of sparks all this other than that you don't really see a whole lot of spin-offs coming out of cartoons mm -mm. you you really don't you'll see like a, a character will get some get something of their own maybe yeah well like even in that, old school cartoons like oh we'll have um we'll have a recurring villain for bugs to run into the only man who's been successful at doing that is going to be i'm, I'm gonna say seth mcfarland who he has family guy and then Family Guy, a direct spinoff of Family Guy is the Cleveland show, which yeah. sadly didn't do that. Didn't go that, didn't go that far, yeah. Right. But you have definitely Family Guy, which direct spinoff is going to be the Cleveland show. Of course, he also did American Dad, but that's not a direct spinoff. That's its mm -hmm. own series. But it, you're hard pressed to really think of other cartoons that have had spinoffs. So it's, all yeah, I can absolutely. really think of is, you know, Family Guy, Looney Tunes, and then of course, My Little Pony. Now I could be wrong, but those are the only three I can think of that have uh, had successful spinoffs. I, I can hear show. some of my friends yelling at me like, you know this, I show this to you, but my memory sucks. Yeah, <laughs> so I just, you know. Well, I, I think just, a big key there, and there's a difference but in this 
it, well, actually, it's it's a, no. This is it's the same kind of the same move because there's that direct involvement. Because Seth MacFarlane, um, he did not trade his name for Family Guy. Like Matt Groening gave up his name and made The Simpsons. They do not say. Uh, they, I mean, some people say it, but not people aren't really paying attention when they go like. Uh, they'll say like from the guy who made The Simpsons. Like they'll say the Sim from this the people who made The Simpsons, Futurama. People who made Futurama disenchanted or disenchantment um but they don't go like but it wasn't like you should watch matt like life in hell's matt graining has a cartoon nope it was the simpsons so they sold it on that but it was always seth mcfarland has always been on the forefront i made family guy i'm the family guy guy would you pay to go to a concert where i sing frank sinatra songs what what yeah yes i would and people have um and he has sold it on like, yeah, you should watch my new cartoon. I'm Seth MacFarlane. You, uh, you, if you like my humor, you like my humor. You already know what it is. Come see the new show. He's a CIA agent with a big chin. Come see it. Well, according to now, I don't mean to cut you off. No, no, I don't. But um, now, but, according to what I've just googled, and I don't think this is actually a very good list. So apparently, there's a lot more spinoffs out there than what. I, oh, I, I'm I sure it just wouldn't come up to a couple of mine. You, you have like, um, and this one I kind of remember, and this is a Hanna Barbera cartoon, Captain Caveman mm -hmm. was right, the original cartoon, right? Captain Caveman, and then it's Captain Caveman and the Teen Angels, which I vaguely remember that growing up. Mm -hmm. um, you do have the Flintstones, and then they had a spinoff. Yes, they had a split spinoff where. Uh, Bam Bam and Pebbles grow up to be adults, and mm -hmm. it's really the series about them. And every now and then, Barney and Fred pop by, type of thing. Yep. Um, so you have that kind. Of, it lists some stuff about Scooby Doo, but I'm not buying that. That's that's kind of bullshit. All Scooby Doo is is Scooby Doo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it gets it gets uh, not even like not. It, it just gets revamped every once in a while. It's not even a reboot exactly. Mm -hmm. Technically, like there, three of the series have been like, here's how the original series began. There's and like that, three different shows about what they did. Like there's two versions of them as little kids. Mm -hmm. There's uh, Mystery Inc., which I think I'm the only person who liked because it is, it is uh, Scooby-Doo versus Cthulhu. And if I can give it a major spoiler to uh, Mystery Inc., they fucking lose. You mm. watch them all die. It's dark as shit. Then it gets better, and then they go fight Cthulhu. They go to meet the guy who, who he goes. They they go off to on their adventure to go to college. <laughs> hmm. Now, this one I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read too much about this. But actually, I'm just gonna kind of skip over it mostly, other than a couple of ones that I mentioned to you. Uh, because what this is also doing is it's looking at like movies that also became a cartoon series. So like. The, yeah, yeah Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which was a movie, and then in the '90s there was the cartoon series, yeah. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. Oh yeah, Back um, to the Future had one. A lot of weird. Yeah, a lot of them had these these kind of spinoff cartoons of the movie, but that's not what I'm talking about. And that's yeah, one cartoon to another is is much more. Rare. Yeah, so but I think I, with your example, because that's a Lauren Faust kind of did that too. Mm -hmm. You like what I do with ponies? What do you see what I do with girls? Yeah, exactly. And that's that's kind of like it's the continuation of that because it really I think the equestrian girls still use the names of the ponies. So yeah, it's, it's almost the, it's like the they ponies evolved, they're just now. But um so it's really interesting. And I have to say that it's just um uh, it's fascinating to see that, even though I've never seen mm -hmm. the the series. But it's fascinating to see how that passion and love for this particular toy, the My Little Pony, has evolved into so many different. I mean, it just started off as a girl's play toy. That's really what it was. It was just yeah. a play toy that the emphasis was the hair because they said that yeah. uh, most girls play toys. It's about the hair. It's grooming it's caring it's nurturing that's why barbie is so successful because they're like you uh one of the examples they give is like you could take off all of barbie's clothes and never put them back on but a little girl's always going to comb barbie's hair and that is true. true 
Yeah. And, and same thing with my little <clears throat> pony. Like, uh, of course, you can't take off the clothes on my little pony. Well, later on you could because they give them accessories. But like, you're always going to comb their hair. And that was the main thing about it is like, you're going to brush this horse's mane. Yeah. And uh, it has a little butt mark on it. It's a pastel color. It came out. It took fire. And it, it took fire from the 80s all the way until uh, 1994. And then they try to, and then they did, how many of them try to revive? I know a few toy brands do try to revive, but then they try to revive it again in the 1990s. Yeah. And they, they, well, I think the longevity of the different series is always a testament to the, whether or not the person making makes it cares. Yeah. Because the original move for all of these, for all these properties was we have to sell this part piece of plastic. Oh yeah. Like we got to make cartoons to sell this plastic. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and and, and Lauren Faust grew up watching that show. She had some of the plastic, mm-hmm. but she wanted to tell stories. Yes. Uh, a lot of her ideas came from when she was a kid and wanted to have friends. Exactly. <clears throat> exactly. She's Twilight Sparkle, like in, in effect. And mm-hmm. her becoming more powerful as this like juggernaut of animation. This, she got friends. She went to CalArts. She uh, met other animators and then she went out, worked on a couple of great shows and then got her own and fucking knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. oh yeah because she cares she wasn't going like how do i sell this plastic the plastic will sell like she know like people would know that now but instead of having the people who are like i'm here to sell plastic that guy has to exist too yes. he has to like he has to build a brand but just let the storyteller who loves these characters tell the story mm-hmm. and then they go like all right here's a fun one and this one they get a they found a they found a cart you can sell the fucking car <laughs> like there that's the plastic you can make let the story dictate the toys. Exactly. Let the toys dictate the story. It's a very and, simple formula. And I think that's I think that's a, a huge, huge difference, uh, even though they're decades apart, a huge mm-hmm. difference compared to when they bring in the first team to kind of create a movie because the movie was meant to push the toys. Storyline on movie? No. You have animation? Yeah. Is What is it about? I don't know. But let me tell you this, ponies. the products are selling. They're flying off the shelves. Want to know why? I don't know. They, they want the ponies. So, but the story had nothing to do with it. And so that was the difference. Like later on when false comes onto the scene, it really is more about the stories. And that's the beauty of this amazing storytelling is that the story has rebirthed the whole little pony thing. And, you know, these ponies are dramatic. They look dramatically different from what, they originally came out mm-hmm. you know their their features are different everything's a little bit different and it is truly a interesting um thing to see you know because people are just they're loving it they eat it up and you know now guys and girls and and little girls grown women little boys and, and men they are all about these ponies which it's just kind of, in my mind, just kind of mind-blowing. Yeah. Um, this as this <clears throat> toy in my lifetime is something that just kind of keeps coming back. You know, it just keeps blowing up. Uh, one could say the Transformers is kind of like on the same wa- wave, you know, because yeah. you kind of rebirth Transformers of all the movies and everything. But this kind of works on the opposite effect. You know, it's mm-hmm. the story is selling the toys now there's, there's to more like back in the day, heart and thoughtfulness yeah to, it, as, to back it, in the day not, it was the the product sold the story you know yeah. back then uh, so this is really fascinating and it's kind of like a cultural phenomenon and it really is because it, it has sparked these other cult followings such as bronies uh the equestrian girls all this other uh fascinating kind of I don't know what we call cults, basically cults. I was going to call them a yeah. following, but some of some of our fandoms, some of them are cults. Yeah, and they just kind of really go crazy for it, which is really interesting because, of course, they're at comic book conventions and they have conventions oh, yeah. for this, which is something I need to attend. Me and you need to. Go, well, you've been to them. I've never really. Yeah, I've, I've held. Uh, I've been to several. I've done cosplay at some, uh, and I've. Uh, uh, here, here in uh, Houston, Comic Palooza, which is a fantastic fucking convention, one of the absolutely one of my favorites. I've been to a few all all over the state at least. One uh, is uh, Comic Palooza is always a, fa- a favorite of mine, um, and I've done a few panels there actually on podcasting and, and uh, horror. 
So yeah. I, I posted panels for it. So I, I, I'd ball for it. We should definitely go to one. And I should yeah. make you cosplay. Yeah, that would be fun. I would. I would. Yeah, be. we will make you cosplay, and we'll put it on the Instagram. We need to be a theme of some sort because it's both. Of oh them. yeah. So. Um, <clears throat> anything but my little ponies so <laughs> too late <laughs> i'll be applejack then. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no it's uh it's it's i think it's pretty fascinating I absolutely it is you know. oh uh i i was i was something i wanted to bring up because there's the the weird facet of like oh they're the idea is they're my little pony fans and then there are boys who like it so they're bronies and initially that was for it was like it was like they were taking it. Like, this is ours. It's, it's only for old men. You're not allowed to have it. And that was what a brony was. That splintered off. And then there's, I don't remember the term. Like, there's different terms for all of these groups. I'm an older guy that likes My Little Pony. So little girls need to have it. And they're like protecting, protected. I don't know what they call them. But they're like, we will protect the fact that this is for little kids. This is for girls. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, it's for little kids. So brony is just like, eh, yeah, girls. Because uh, the girls are like, yeah, girls. Like, it, there's a, a joke is every pony. Because they never say everyone, whenever they can refer to a collective, it's always ponies. Yeah. So they all have a built-in, like, they, them. Uh, there's no, like, boys and girls. They just say, every pony. Is, <laughs> like, they, they specifically built that. That is dyed in, dyed in the wool of the show. Um, so they have, like, oh, all fans are ponies, I think is how it works. I'm probably getting chunks of this wrong. Brony became, like, the protective for the kids. And slowly that became for the kids and not just for the girls, because there's nothing wrong with a little boy liking the show. It's a cartoon. It's for kids. So it's for all kids. Um, but there's also the bronies. Like, there are still the bronies that are like, it's only for us. It belongs to us. Also, a lot of Nazis there. If, you see, <laughs> if a guy says he's a brony, he's like, I just like the show. It's, just, it's for adults. If he pretends for one moment that it's his, and not, he's not a fan of something that belongs to them, he's a fucking Nazi, nine times out of ten. Mm -hmm kick him in the dick and leave him in a ditch there um go. then there is the which i love this one I, I learned this one from my friend crystal she was like oh you hadn't heard of these adult women that are out there that love the show that uh honor it protect it for the kids and they're called pegasisters i thought that was cute as hell <laughs> well you know what that may actually come from one of the original lines because one of the things that uh like i said you know they when my little ponies came out and the demand was massive. So they had to start uh, feeding the beast, as they call it. Like, we need to give these girls more of what they want. So again, uh, the unicorn line, the sea pony mm -hmm. line, they yeah. had a Pegasus line. Yeah. It, it's the pony Pegasus, um, which was like mind blowing. So that, that's kind of interesting. That may be an offshoot of the original uh, My Little Pony lines. Mm -hmm. My understanding is that that is folded into the current story, that that's what they level up to. Because they're all like, like maybe teenagers, little kids, mm -hmm. but they live in a house on their own. Like they have their own apartment. So they're like, are they 20 somethings? Like it's a little, it's muddy, obviously. Mm -hmm. Since they're like, their access to magic is what kind of shows them a, becoming an adult. Mm -hmm. So their first hit of puberty is getting a cutie mark. So they're just a little baby pony. They don't have a cutie mark. Then, because there's no, it's not a sexualized puberty in any way. It's just, you know who you are. You know what you care about. You know what matters to you. You get a cutie mark. So it's it's not a tramp stamp. No. <laughs> but I I would not be surprised if somewhere one of them just got their own name on the flank. Like my yeah. tramp stamp right here. <laughs> yeah. I would, because there's, the, like the show has so many in-jokes. Like I made a joke earlier. There's like Dr. Hooves. <laughs> they have Dr. Who, a pony. There's a pony that is flat out Doctor Who. I've they heard about DJ that pony. They have, I think her name is like Derpy Doo. Like she's she's like very silly. She's got like her. She's got um, I don't know what the term, but she's like a wandering eye. Hmm. It was like a, a bit, I think it was like an animation error that they did. So hmm. she's one eye is like off center. Uh, so they're like they just kept it. Like okay, we'll just keep it. That character has that. People have wandering eye. That doesn't make them bad. So we're not gonna like delete that character. So uh, they um. I would not be surprised if they're at one point or another, one of them just has like a heart with her own name in it. It's like, oh, oh, it's um slutty I, pony. <laughs> I was gonna I call her it. pole dancer, but sure. Pole dancer <laughs> pony. Hey, pole dancer, hi girls, what's up? We go party. You're like, well, it's a party. <laughs> YOLO, vodka yeah. shots. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I can totally bitch. Like, like I can totally see that kind of weird thing happening. Pole dancer would definitely just do uh, Soko online. 
and we would be friends. Yes. Anyway, I would hold her hair rack while she throws up. Anyways. Just, oh, God. <laughs> you would definitely be uh, <laughs> yep. a good friend to have for those moments. I am a good, I'm a good friend. I have, I have a lot of friends. A lot of my female friends, those that drink, fucking drink. And I've, and I've told and they're like i love you like that's all right you're gonna pay for my dry cleaning i love you too it's not a problem i got you got to look out for your people you always look out for your people you um but the do. the ultimate level up for the main character who again she has she's a little flying pony she's got little wings no she has she gets little wings eventually she has a, a horn so she's a unicorn but she comes a full-on pegasus mm-hmm. as she gets more powerful as she's becoming like the queen pony is a pegasus so the implication is like, you're going to become the new queen someday. I'm grooming you. I'm teaching you. Not grooming. That's the wrong word. I'm teaching you to become this powerful, uh, magical, wielding, uh, like, sorceress queen. That's kind of what she is. Like, that's what I'm teaching you to be. And friendship is magic. So that's how you're going to do that. But that they include the Pegasus. So it makes sense for this older, not creepy, very important there, not creepy, an older uh, adult that is like, I'm going to nurture those who like the show. I'm going to welcome them and make them feel safe. They're Pegasisters. Hmm. Well, now that, that's extremely Occasionally boy ponies. They just don't have to call them bronies in the show. There's, right. They're ponies. <laughs> if you're a fan, you're a pony. It's, it's simple. There you go. There you, but, it's a pony. A pony. Yeah. And, and you got to think that that's just, it's one of those things that are just mind-boggling and just completely fascinating that this has even occurred over what started off as just really a piece of plastic. Um, and now it has created all these cultures and subcultures and, and everything else really, you know, cartoons and um, cosplay. I was just looking up some of the pictures for um, pony cosplay. And it, it's interesting. It really is. Uh, it's nothing uh, over the top. I mean, there are a few, but... It's, there are bad bad eggs in a bunch. Yeah, that is just very very interesting that it's even sparked this realm of, oh my god, I'm going to dress up as my version of this particular pony, and I'm going to go out pony. there and show support. It was like, wow, okay. I remember the first time I, at a convention when I saw the ears. <laughs> there is a way for people it, it was more bronies than for, for girls but girls started doing it too because it's for them fuckers but um they they make these little like um it's like a little piece of fabric and like a oval and you just fold it so it looks like a pony ear mm-hmm. and you put on a headband you wear it so you just have little like bunny ears but they're horse yes. ears yes i've seen those in, in some of the yeah. cosplay pictures yeah, um, i don't see the convention i was like what are, I, I just i was like why is there what are the ears like oh you don't know so i'm a brony like oh okay cool I, and he's like, does that weird you out? Like, no, I, I don't yuck anyone's yum. I just didn't know what it was. Cool. Yeah. So now I know. I've learned something. You are you are a blue pony. Like, yeah, cool. It's a good color. All right. <laughs> there you go. It's like, do you want to like, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that. I'm not. I'm not into that. I'm dressed, I'm dressed you. as this. I'm this ridiculous. Enjoy your ridiculous. You're a different Everyone. type Enjoy of ridiculous, ridiculous than me. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different, but not bad. Yeah, we'll go. We'll wear mouse ears and we'll go as Pinky in the Brain. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just run around going, nah. <laughs> what we should do is uh, go, uh, whatever we should dress as, like, if we dress as a, of a duo of any kind, we need to do it wrong just so people correct us. Yes. So, like, if, if like, if I'm, if, if you're, you're Pinky, you act like Brain. If I'm Brain, I'll act like, uh, yeah. I'll like Pinky. Just to confuse those people, like, no, bro, like, like, yes, I'm going to take over the world, Narf. Like, no, you don't say that. He says that. Yeah. <laughs> just try to mad just about do it. it to fuck with people to see them get pissed off. That would be great. I love doing shit we're like, like that. <laughs> we're like uh, Daffy Duck and Donald Duck. Mm-hmm. Except I'm, I'm Daffy and I keep going. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, you don't. You do. You talk normal. Do it right. <laughs> Dolls all like suffering. Fuck it. <laughs> There no, was a shooting today at the comic convention. Right. <laughs> As two men would not get their characters correct. <laughs> and they forgot they were in Texas. Right. <laughs> they have a podcast show called. <laughs> like, that'll be the comment. Like, I'm shot in the arm. They're like bandaging me up. Do you have a comment to say? Yes, our podcast is called. <laughs> the VCR show. <laughs> the reporter's like, and bless their hearts. <laughs> Hey, full circle. Bless their little hearts. 
And with that being said, we just want to tell y'all out there, bless y'all's little hearts for <laughs> listening to us today. <laughs> but I think that we pretty much wrapped this up pretty nicely, explaining ponies and bronies and the history of yeah. my little ponies. So it, as- it gets, and, it, and, for, and folks, it gets really dark in, in, in the far reaches of the, the shitty people that love the show. But mm-hmm. uh, in the light side, in the those who like it for what it is, they know what it is, and they like the love, heart, the thoughtfulness that goes into it. It's a, it's a great little show. Um, I'm not saying everyone needs to watch it. No, it's a kid's show for like with, with a bent towards girls. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. I can't, I, and I think bef- nothing before it came close for in quality for a kid's show for girls, nothing. Um, and I think the wave of media that is changing owes a great deal mm-hmm. to Lauren Faust and what she did with these pieces of plastic. Um, and I don't want that to be lost. Uh, it is da- absolutely like if I somehow had a, had a daughter or a daughter that I knew about, I'm I'm just covering all bases. Well, okay, that I know about and and the that mother has been brought to your attention <laughs> that has been yeah that I've met. I, I've met her. Um, if I have a daughter, I've met. Should I in the case that I have a daughter and I, I would definitely say like let's watch this together and that would totally be daddy daughter time of watching My Little Pony, yeah. and I think that would be a fantastic way to spend that time. I think so too. So I think me and you in true pony style, me too, as a a true Texas Western should look at the sunset and start prancing off towards it. (laughs) Thank God you didn't say clomping. Yes. Let's let us prance towards the sun. Yeah, that's fine. Trust me. That's the dark one. Don't go there. We're not look at what that means. No, no, I'm not going to. But you, the audience members can. And if they find out what it is, email us at the VCR show at <laughs> the VCR show at gmail.com. Carlo, where else can they follow us? Uh, they can follow us on Instagram and Twitter, both at the VCR show. Yay. <laughs> and until next time, I'm Vara. I'm Carlo. And you've been listening to VCR. Bye bye, everypony. Need a clean space? Call a clean space for you and multi-services and ask for our friend Rachel. They can be contacted at 832-297-1704 or you can email them at you at gmail.com. Need some sweet treats for your next big event or maybe you just have a sweet tooth? Check out Skippity Cakes. That's Skippity Cakes. S K I P P I T Y C A K E S dot com. Check them out for all of your sweet treat needs. Things such as cakes, cupcakes, and cake pops. Also, check them out for their varieties of face masks, t shirts, and coffee mugs. You can also contact them at 281 221 9703. That's 281-221-9703. Again, that's Skippity Cakes. Say hi to our friend Rosie for us. You've been listening to VCR, creative content by Richard Christopher Vara and Carlo Manuel Magana. The logo created by Richard Christopher Vara with assistance from Annie Ramirez. The theme song is The Messenger by Silent Partner and can be found on YouTube Music Library. You can follow us on our social media platforms such as Twitter and Instagram at The VCR Show. You can also email us your thoughts, comments, and concerns to thevcrshow at gmail.com. <laughs>